big warm welcome to you, Paolo. Thanks. So what does it mean to be a man for you? Oh my God, I forgot this was in English. <laughs> I was sitting here feeling comfortable, real manly. <laughs> and now I have to speak English. I think it's, it's uh, for me, it's taking responsibility, endure pain. Uh, I think that's a big part of being a man for me. Uh, 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 be a provider. Uh, be a support, uh, be a good father, be a role model uh, for my son, also for my daughter, uh, for all the men around me to be a good example. Amazing. So what I'm hearing is that you're talking about leadership, uh, being a good role model, being a, a, a person, a reliable person. That people can depend upon in different ways. Yeah, no, but a man who's there, a man is there to sacrifice something for your for your near and dear family, friends. That's important for me. Have you always held those uh, those values and beliefs? Is this something that's come from from uh, your uh, background or upbringing, or have you learned them along the way? I think I'm I'm from two cultures my my father's from southern part of italy and um, i think most you know you, as a man you watch your father uh, and he's the first manly role model and he comes from a big italian southern outside naples in the mountains we're farmers uh, we own land I, I own a lot of land olive trees and take resp responsibility for your family uh, in a big, not the small family, you know, because if you watch my father who, who moved to Sweden, got a good job, he earned a lot of money, but part of our family down in southern Italy, uh, they're quite poor, uh, and everybody hel helps everybody. So every month, he pays down to the family, gives money, and um, they divide it, you know, my relatives, for the, those who need help. And that that's now when when I I import olive oil to Sweden. Now when I need help with my trees and because I can't be there all the time, I live in Sweden and this work to done. I'm down every year for the harvest, but you know you have to do a lot of work. You know every month something you have to do. I don't pay nobody nothing because you know my family have trees beside my trees. When they do the work. Uh, on their land, they do the work on my land, uh, because in the in, in the long run, everybody, you know, they help me with the trees. We help them forever. So you big, you're part of a bigger, bigger, more big unity than just your family. You got a support who's much bigger than just you know mother, brother. You know, it's like when it's weddings. We we we're, we're big family also for for southern Italy. When it's weddings, it comes like five hundred persons for my family. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, my grandmother. There were thirteen siblings, and my grandfather was ten. His sister has ten children. So you know, it's a big family. Wow, it's rich, uh, rich southern European uh, yeah, yeah, structure yeah, yeah. culture. And then, of course, you have the uh, the Swedish heritage as well. Yeah, region. yeah, very much. Yeah. I, 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 if you could be the perfect person, I, I, you, if you took the, the, the Italian passion, the Italian loyal, loyalty, and pair it with, with the Swedish, you know, uh, responsibility, you know, stay with your word, do what you're saying, you know, you could you'd be the perfect person. Look at me. Exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm curious to uh, I'm curious to learn more about how you you um, you think that um, you feel that both of those cultures have influenced you both positively and perhaps negatively. Yeah, and and, sure. and I'm very curious about this dynamic mix of you there. Yeah, but I had a rough, you know, I had a rough upbringing. Um, I, 
Uh, I got involved with gangs and so on, you know, in, in my youth. The Swedish police class, uh, classified me as one of the most, three most dangerous men under 18 years old in Sweden, in Stockholm. So I had a hard upbringing, you know, with a lot of tough shit that happens. Um, not ha I made it myself too. It was like, can't blame anybody else. But with that upbringing, and you know, I took me out of the criminality, started businesses, you know, I think I got good perspective of manly, manlyhood and also what can go really, really wrong with being a man. If you have that manly energy uh, and you got nowhere to put it, then it's going to be go really, really bad. You would say that as um, one of your major then themes, perhaps in, inside of you, like the I, I get you as I mean, knowing you and, and you're, you're a very versatile man with 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 your the way you've gone from uh, being a boxer to now ex-boxer, 600 rounds of boxing into a TV personality, as well as now your entrepreneur, especially in regards to uh, like the food and the, the, the restaurant industry. Uh, but something I really pick up from you uh, is that that uh, warrior energy, that that uh, that that element inside of you. And I'd love to explore more there about how you know where did you think the thing that comes from? Is it purely your Italian Italian uh, upbringing that is the root cause of that? Or I think I think only Swedes can say that. Uh, it's that you're Italian. You know, Swedes were the great warriors. You, you know, I'm from Naples. We had 400 years of Viking kings. The Normans, they were Vikings. Mm -hmm. so the, the one who liberates Sicily, his name in, 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 in Italian, Italiano, it's uh, Rogero. But his real name is Roger. He's a Viking. Yeah. So, so we got Viking blood. And, 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 the, and, and Swedish are, the Swedes are great warriors. Always been. Just the last couple of years, uh, Swedish media and Swedish politics just put in the head of all Swedish men that they're not warriors. They are real warriors. One of the toughest people ever lived on this earth. You know, if you watch the Vikings who, who defeated everybody, you know, uh, in northern France, Normandy, it's called Normandy mm -hmm. because of, of the Vikings. England, part of the English language is uh, uh, Swedish. You, you know, window, you know why it's called window? No, I don't. Um, in, in, in Sweden, we, it's window is called fönster. Hmm. Fönster is because when the, the Germans, we started to, to, the Germans came to Stockholm, the Hansa, the, the, the uh, it was a trade trade union in uh, it's called Hansa. And there were, everything was new when you know when the f when windows come. It was new with the German. And so, so we we took our old uh, word for that. And in in, in old Swedish Viking language, it's windöga, window. <laughs> so 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 the Vikings uh, uh, part of English is Viking language. Uh, so, so we get two great warrior cultures. You know, uh, we have a lot of fighting champions in Sweden. If you see uh, Ingmar Johansson, George Scott, we had a lot. For a small, small country, we have a lot of champions. So where do you think that went? Where did the warrior energy go? Where is it now? No, but I, I, th I, think, I think only... only, only the Stockholm culture can tell that if you live in central Stockholm, the warrior energy. I, I still, um, I did 600 fights. I was a Swedish uh, North European champion in Taekwondo and kickboxing. I fought for the world title in three weights, light middleweight, middleweight and middleweight. Well, well to light middleweight uh, and middleweight. Um, uh, so so I, still, I still fight, I still train meet a lot of warriors it's uh but they're not in central stockholm mm. they're not in in the media they're still you know fighting just you know if you if you count all the the fighting sports together if you take taekwondo kickboxing uh, jiu-jitsu if you if you took, put them together and count uh every um, the, who does the, the sport 
it's the second biggest sport after football in Sweden. Football is the biggest sport, uh, soccer, uh, and the, the second biggest is martial arts. So, so, so the fighters they're here, they just don't get uh, be in the media. I love the fact that you're bringing up the Swedish uh, warrior uh, culture and, and yeah. uh, the uh, the the fact that we uh, once as a as a nation are wasn't really a nation back then, but 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 further down the line, actually, also as a nation, we're uh, we're expanding and and in that warrior energy, and I I totally hear you with. The, the um, I would say withdrawal completely, but as we know, uh, an energy doesn't really withdraw; it just goes somewhere else. Yeah. I'd love to hear more and and, and explore a bit more no, about. So, if you if you read the history, the thirty thirty year old war, Sweden was the witness small small shit country in the outside poor country, uh, in the outside of Europe. We won the fucking war. We beat everybody. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'd love to explore further with with regards to what being a man is. I mean, we clearly have you down for the warrior energy, and and there you you have, I mean, in in many ways extinguished yourself. And I know also how involved you are in in, in martial arts in different ways, in the way you train with your son. I'd love to discover and explore some of the other archetypes with you as well. Um, I'm sure you have heard of or are aware of uh, the the four male archetypes yeah. here: the king the warrior and the lover uh, and the magician energy. Yeah. And uh, how would you say that you're cultivating those parts of yourself? Are you or have you have you felt a loss or a, uh, a disconnect to them throughout your life? The, the, the Indian said, said, you have first have to be a warrior, then you can be a chief and then, then you can be a wise man. You, you couldn't jump the warrior guy. Then you didn't understand manlyhood if you never were a warrior. I think in my youth I was a warrior. I was a troubled kid. You know, I found martial arts. It saved my life. Uh, did six hundred fights, um, and then I took that energy. Uh, I lost my title. Title. Um, my ex-wife was pregnant, and I. Uh, I was, you know, my life was taken other. I stopped being a warrior, uh, and I started my first company. Uh, I was knocked out, actually. I lost my title, and I was locked, knocked out. Uh, I was on the headlines of all the newspapers in Sweden. Uh, Paolo Roberto br brutally knocked out. I was sleeping on all the not Not a headline, all the headlines. First page on every paper in Sweden. Uh, I always big, be, been a big mouth, and that's good, uh, selling tickets, but when you get knocked out, knocked out they're going to write out, out about it, and a lot of people going to be happy because you were a big mouth. Uh, so I got knocked out, and, and, uh, and uh, you know, I came home. Uh, I didn't know, I haven't, hadn't got, gone to school. Uh, I was... My wife, ex-wife, was pregnant. I didn't have a job, nothing. So Monday morning, uh, I started my first company. Uh, I went up to TV3. Uh, at that time, I was Swedish second biggest uh, commercial TV channel. And I wrote uh, in uh, three days later. I wrote in a you know, manuscript for for a documentary show. Uh, one they said yes, so one of the of the of the of the was I was supposed to eat uh, junk food for three weeks. I went up sixteen kilos in three weeks, and it was a great success. And that's the beginning of my of my starting companies. And then I started, you know, I wrote a cookbook. Uh, it was uh, number one Italian cookbook in Sweden. I got prizes from it. Uh, you know, I was thrown out of school. Hmm. My 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 headmaster. The the, the last sentence from my uh, school years was he took me up to the to, to his office and uh, he, he threw me out of school. And I was and I was and when I closed the door, he screamed after me. Uh, Kids like you always end up in jail. That's actually this last sentence of my school years. Hmm. 
Thank you for opening up about uh, about your journey there from from uh, being a fighter into then channeling and channeling that energy further into to entrepreneurship. And I would would like to actually nuance the 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 term warrior because I believe that you like your warrior energy is not necessarily always have to be a fighting energy. The warrior energy is actually the part of us that takes action. Uh, that 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 actually goes and uh, takes charge towards something. So your magician energy might have been activated through your ideas about entrepreneurship and your your specific uh, you know strategies there. However, it was that warrior inside of you that actually made it, went into did it. Yeah. So it's I think it's important to to uh, refine a bit the warrior energy and not necessarily always think of it as it's a fighting energy because it's much more than that and, and, and people don't understand fighting uh, they think fighting is being angry it's the exact opposite mm. my, my because when i was starting fighting because i was a street fighter you know i, I got in I, I went out in the ring and I, I i went on a street fight and i took some punches and i gave some punches and luckily i won my first fights but I, I couldn't box. I could fight. Um, but but my trainer also, everybody says, that kid, he, he doesn't know how to box. He's just a street fighter. And, and my trainer has always told everybody, you know, you can teach anybody to be a boxer. Be a tough guy. You're born with it. Uh, so, so what he did, my trainer, was take the, the street fighter out of me and mm. make me not angry he always told me last sentence every time when i went out in the ring always he, t he said ice in your head fire in your heart ice in your head fire. because you know yeah i had to stay really really calm control my aggression that's the thing with in martial art it's not aggression it's control you can't be angry no and there's this term as well um rather be a uh warrior. warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war that's the thing yeah another one which is um easy to love hard to kill yeah yeah another uh, another one that is uh quite beautiful i believe to to cultivate that energy inside of you and uh, and thanks also for opening up there with with how the, the headmaster was I mean, I'm, I'm quite curious to understand a lot of men today are wondering about uh, this energy type like what's actually going on with it like where it, where is my uh, personal aggression and where where uh, I know it is uh, a problem amongst many men to to not really fully understand and, and maybe even going a bit um, lame is not the right word, but numb from that energy. Where I'd love to to uh, to learn if you want to open up a bit about where where did you get that aggression from in the first place? Like was it was it there with you, or how did it become? I I think it's everybody's got it. Uh, uh, I think it runs in our family. Uh, you can tell. My 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 son is a fighter. Uh, if he's undefeated, uh, he's a very good kickboxer, and you can tell when he, when he made his first fight. You know, uh, he started. He's been training since he was little, but he started fight when he was eighteen, so quite late. Because I didn't want to force him to fight. You know, I think I, I'm. It's good that he trained martial arts. It's good for knowing you. You know, take pain, uh, the discipline. Uh, the hard work, you know, uh, meet other. Also, you know, he's he lives here where we are now, Östermalm, <laughs> the most co uh, you know most expensive part of Sweden. You know, uh, and it's good for him to go down in the fighting gym and meet you know kids from the suburbs who want to kick his head. It's good for him, but I didn't want. To force him, if he has the fighting thing, uh, he should decide it himself. It's it's his journey, not mine. Then he decided when he was eighteen, I'm gonna fight, and and his first fight was like, you know, when it's 
you know, I've trained a lot of persons, but you know, when it's your son's gonna fight, you know, you you come up and you you down, you know, uh, on the mat, you know, kickboxing fight, and you watch this kid is gonna fight. He's like six years older with the beard, you know, <laughs> from the suburbs, and you look at your son, you know, eighteen years old, you know, he looks like a kid, and 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 I was, you know. I said, I told him also, you know, these guys, that they're, they're like, you know, you have to kick him hard or punch him in the face really, really hard. The first thing that happens, otherwise he's going to eat you, this guy. You understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all, I said, oh my God, he's going to be, he's going to be killed. <laughs> he's too kind, the guy, you know, he's good in school. He's got, he got highest rate in, in every, you know, he's, he's, he's very smart. You know, starts very, very well dressed, very, you know. And I thought, oh my, this, this was a big mistake to make him fight. You know, I should have known better. He turns around and he kicks this guy. You know, when he start to fight, so so he flies out of the mat, and uh, and and he wins the tournament, uh, the final. He knocks the guy out. You know, uh, so so he it runs in the family. He has. You know, you you can't tell because he's he's very very well. Uh, you know. Um, he behaves well. He never angry. He never, you know, never been in a fight in all his lives. But he's a tough guy. We have that mm. genetically. My brother is a tough one too. You know, so so I think it's everybody's got it. Everybody. Some some have more access to it. So, some more. Some, some have more of that uh, energy pulsating. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but everybody's got it. What, why why do you think you know when 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 a kid is under a, a, a car moms can lift the car you know yeah, yeah, show, you know, you know everybody got the energy but you have to you have to find a way to to uh, to make it alive yeah I mean, what I find also fascinating about you, I mean, it's, 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 I notice how we're constantly like moving into the, the warrior energy and archetype with you, but we have, uh, what I sense from you and it perhaps is not coming through as often as your, your, your lover archetype as well. Yeah. Your, your sensitivity, your love for nurturing you for cooking, uh, and all of those qualities that they're even, uh, a, um, um, like I almost sense this like Italian fatherly family man coming through as well. How would you say that that's affected you over and where are you? Uh, how much are you channeling in? How much do you give nurturing to your lover energy? People don't understand. I'm I'm I've given quite a lot of time to the warrior. The lover is is uh, you know and the magician magician type. You know I've I wrote uh, thirteen books. Uh, I love. I have started five restaurants, one hotel, and and you know, being a cook, a chef, it's it's an artwork, you know, to make yeah. the real dishes. Very very, you know, every 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 plate that you go out to the, to, the, to the guest, it's a new work of art. You're as good as your last plate. So every time you cook food, you 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 start a new you know journey this carbonara i'm going to make is you know so when italian food is it's it's very 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 passionate it's very very you know stick to the to the rules it's very much you know it's not a complicated kitchen uh but it's very very passion you can't you can't you only but so you understand the italians and 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 now the, the greatest pizza chef in Naples, Gino Sobillo, is is I love his pizza. I love his work. It's 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 one of the greats. He has now put uh, pineapple on the pizza. He's one, and and in Italy, there's a the passion for food. It's on the news in Italy, and they all divided, and 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 uh, and, and and it's 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 a big you know, is it right? Is it wrong? You know. Uh, and he, he, I think you know he is is very good at marketing and and what he says because he knows everybody hates pineapple and pizza. What he says, uh, pineapple and tomato doesn't go well together, but 
we put fruit on pizza in tradition in Italy. We have melanulka. It's it's an apple you can use on the pizza. And yeah, rasins and so on you can put on the pizza. Traditionally, we have made in Naples. Pizza is from Naples, not from Italy. So he said, why can't I put, if I do it with passion and it's good, taste it. Mm-hmm. And it's good. <laughs> now, now, one of Italian's other great chef, he was, so he's almost forgiven. But the one now you have the big dishes of Rome. You have the carbonara, yeah, and then you have amatrigiana. Yeah. Uh, and and they were uh, one of the biggest Italian chefs. He said, "Well, uh, I know, but uh, you don't put uh, 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 garlic in amatrigiana, but I like it. So I, when I make it for myself, I put garlic. I think it's better. It hasn't been forgotten. That that that's oh. the, that's." <laughs> He is uh, condemned to hell. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but I love that passion. I love that you know. Of course. Yeah, in 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 Bologna with with the the sauce ragu bolognese, uh, uh, for quite a time now, for a long time ago, there was a big fight. How do you make uh, the the spaghetti bolognese? Yeah. And and uh, and how do you make the tagliatelle? It's also from Bologna. Uh, so, so, so the 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 the, um, the chamber of commerce of Bologna. They went okay, stop fighting. We're gonna find out the real recipe. So now they have the real recipe. If anybody starts arguing, you just go to the uh, the chamber of, of commerce of of Bologna, and you have the real recipe. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's the passion of of the food in Italy, you know. Yeah, and it's coming through the passion for the arts, for the yeah. food, for uh, certainly things there where I can feel that definitely from speaking with you. And I'm, I'm really curious to uh, continue in in, uh, in our conversation as well. Uh, I mean, as part of the the uh, the aim of this podcast is really to build conversation and stimulate co-creation mm-hmm. as well as co-learning together in order to create concrete tools tips and solutions for the modern man so a part of the experience is that we will actually navigate this these episodes through the help of the audience with our listeners shooting in questions themes suggestions for both guests as well as different challenges and already now we have uh, based on our first just send out received 80 or 90 comments and suggestions on People, so we have a lot of lot of uh, questions to go through. <laughs> yeah, not that we're going to go through all of them this uh, this session, but I'd love to explore with you one of the ones that caught our attention, which is, I think, a perfect way to engage and begin a podcast like this, which is how can we create a society where women get to be women in a feminine way, and men can be men in a masculine way. And those who want to be somewhere in between get the freedom to do so as well. Can we create something new here and now? And I don't think we should go backwards in development. However, it feels like we actually lost something. We have lost something from the past, which is important. I think think when I watch my two cultures, you, you can't get two cultures in Europe who are more different. Than the southern because Italy is not one culture. You have the southern part of Italy and you have the northern part of Italy. It's you know Italy is a new country. It's united eighteen sixty one. So it's a new country. Where I come from, from Naples, we don't even speak Italian. We speak Napolitano. It's it's a, it's a language. Uh, so culturally, it's a big difference. And if you watch the Swedish culture and the Italian culture. It's very different. And what we lost maybe in Sweden, we won a lot of things with the protection uh, of the society, you know, all the benefits of of, of, of But what we lost, it's the unity that man and women, family working with the land. Because when I go down with the harvest, which I do every year, we do uh, olive oil, uh, we don't only talk bullshit uh, every year we harvest by hand we do everything like the, the thing with olive oil you have the, the, to make a quality and you make crap oil it's a harvest you have to harvest in the right uh, when the, the olives are not too ripe 
because then they got too soft and it comes in when you harvest them they go uh, they break it comes in oxygen and the oxidation process starts in olive and the olive oil goes soured and that's how you make so you have to hold this by hand so it's 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 a work like we did my, my grandfather my grandfather's father he harvests olives exactly like me the only difference is that i take a tractor down up on the mountain he takes the horse uh, and donkey uh, but when when i come down and we start to harvest because uh, we make the quality and it's a lot of work by hand and you can't do that if you don't have a family you can't pay work it's too expensive so we work all together all the all the the village everybody works together all the family everybody has a purpose and that's the problem with the new society it's not man does that women does when you harvest everybody does that but everybody has his function. You can you can say like like a mother is that they should stay home with with children. In 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 a peasant uh, society, the mother is not home with the children. It's the grandparents. Why should you take a, a woman twenty five years old and make her watch the kids? That's an old person's job. With life experience, yeah. A lot of experience, the calmer. And, and for the mom, she goes out to work. She, she meets, you know, she work, helps with the harvest. And she, she does almost the same as I do. I do the heavy lifts. Uh, normally, you know, I'm, I'm an old man. I'm 54, but, you know, I still train a lot. So it's me and the 20-year-old guys. I do, I do their job. Uh, but the, the unity that you feel, the family working together, you can't beat that. You know, when, when, when my son was there two years ago, there was the COVID, so he had been done there for two years. And he came up and he went, you know, from, from a little kid, he's 190, one centimeter, 90 centimeter, he's a tall, big guy. Uh, and when they, my relatives saw him, big guy, young, strong, they saw, you know, with, with the mafia and, you know, the harvest. They saw, you know, a guy big like him, mu with muscles, tall, and can work. They saw protection, so work, labor. And, you know, what they did with that kid under the week with their, their harvesting, you know, the first thing, uh, what happened, the oldest guy, the, the king of olives, uh, Francesco, he took, you come with me. And they were inseparable uh, for a week. They worked; they were like like twins, but you know, in age, inseparable uh, for one week. And he learned him everything, you know. And and so you know, when you see a young man with an old man, a young guy who wants to learn, and an old man with all that experience, like he doesn't only speak, you know, Francesco don't doesn't only speak with you know his experience. He speaks with generation, 2,000 years of our family harvest over olive because the, 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 where we our olives grow, uh, the, the, the foundation that we built 2,000 years ago. And, and what happened, he worked with them all day. And then uh, when we had dinner, all the family, you know, big table, and kids are always, you know, in one place. And, you know, he were, my son was going to sit with the kids. And, and Francesco just went. He sat one of the best places on the table because he harvests more olives than everybody else. He went during a day from a kid to a man. Thank you. So I, I, I like your, uh, your uh, way of bringing in that no notion and experience from the southern, again, the southern Italy and how it's, how it's shaped you. And I... I mean, what I'm reading out of this is really a few things. Like, first, firstly, you are um, you're talking about a unity and a union between man and woman, or partner and partner, where uh, the unity comes from a sense of duty and purpose, a shared purpose together. Now, in your case, we're talking about working together in a field, and it doesn't. It's not the. It's not the sort of typical conservative like man works woman works rather it's both are contributing to a shared cause and a shared purpose what i'm also reading out of this and listening into is how 
you uh, believe in the power of the elders as the uh, the heads of wisdom for teaching children and teaching our youngsters to about life and versus perhaps even more so than the actual parents and i mean i love what you're saying there it's uh it's it's actually in in many many uh tribal cultures this is actually the way it's done so you uh, have your kids but the main responsibility as uh, for the uh, upbringing of the kids are in the goes to the elders and you and your partner are more in charge of working of course connected with your children but your main perhaps responsibility is to work and produce and contribute to the growth and survival of the tribe but we have for for decades now we had intellectuals you know in media and university trying to to create a war between women and men and we have that short period in our history when uh, the mother was home and the father went to work to the fabric or you know the office but it's never been like that it's like it's like the 1900 you know before that we everybody was farmers everybody everybody had a purpose and 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 also that when they talk about the park uh, you know the man have all the power that's not true either if if you see my aunts for example if you if you say so, in Italy it's a patriarchal society and men decide everything you haven't been to southern italian family tell my aunt something and he's, she's going to beat you up for, for real you know if if i did, did something really really stupid she would hit me and she would you know she talks with it like like the older women they have a lot of power and they decide almost everything with the family houses you know men decided you know they had their their you know their their, their part of life they decided so it's not that one power is you know more important than another patriarch and matriarch yeah together yeah. together mm. so 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 i think a lot of persons also the, the well, some of the of the critic of the old society was right you know and, and uh, we did a lot of good things but but we, we took away a lot of things is very very good mm. how you should live your life i like that i uh and i i fully agree with you there there's uh there's a lot of uh wisdom that was has been lost from the past and i think we're in a process now with society and uh, where we're trying to begin to uh scratch ourselves in the head and say okay what is it that we have created right now where are we and where are we headed uh, as a species, as uh, women, men? And I mean, just to come back to the question here, because I do want to honor also the, the person because he or she is talking about the feminine and the masculine here and those two energies. And, and just to, to expand a bit on the topic before we dive into it a bit further is of course, what, what, what is the difference between the masculine and the feminine energy? And there are many ways to describe this, but one way is to, to think about the receiving energy as the feminine energy, the being energy versus the masculine energy, which is the doing energy. So another way to talk about it is the feminine energy uh, wants, wants life to happen to it. Whereas the masculine energy wants to happen to life, which I think is a beautiful way. Uh, more other ways to describe it is feminine energy being the more nurturing energy, uh, the caring energy, uh, as well as the sensual energy and the erotic energy. Whereas the masculine energy it provides, uh, and also the feminine energy is the here and the now, uh, very much life in its present moment masculine energy we're talking about uh besides the doing it's the vision it's the looking forward looking ahead taking initiative leadership so those type of energies are resides in all of us yeah. and uh, uh and and in order to 
not generalize because there are 4 billion ways of being a man and 4 billion ways of being a woman. However, a tendency is can be suggested that men have more masculine energy and uh, women have more, biological women have more female energy. Uh, and here is really the question. And I just want to highlight as well here that you can be the complete opposite. So you can be a biological man with a strong feminine energy, and you can also be balanced and the same goes. But if we're talking about the mainstream, I would say those are leaning. And this, this person is asking, so how today can we create a society where let's call it a woman can be more in her feminine in a relationship, whereas the man can be a bit more in the masculine, cultivating those energies and still not go back towards a conservative society. And what you're what you're suggesting here is, I guess what she's suggesting is that she's talking about this post-industrialistic housewife provider uh, relationship. Whereas what you're talking about way further back mm -hmm. is that that was never a thing. It was always a function. Yeah. Everybody pr played their function. But just to, to honor this question. Okay, okay. Sorry, yeah. I, I just... I, no, 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 I no, no. This. No, uh, I, th I think number one, you should talk. <laughs> I, I think you, you always have society, you know, talk to, you, to your spouse or your girlfriend. Or, or, talk together. Sit down and talk about it. And, and and don't lie, you know. You, like 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 my ex-wife, uh, we divorced, but she's one of my absolute best friends. She's she's a very masculine. She's 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 very you know she's a she makes business. She's you know she's very very smart and you know she earns a lot of money and all all of that. But she has when when we when she got pregnant something happened she went you know from the radical feminist till oh how long can i stay home with this kid so you have to talk with your spouse we talked about this and and everybody hated me my wife because this is what was in the biggest you know feminist era you know you should divide equal but she didn't want to divide equal she wanted to be home with the kid what we did what we did that we had companies together. We had the same salary, we had the same pension, we paid him for the pension, everything was the same, but she was home. And then when she came home, she had a job. She was the, 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 the vice president of, of our business. So, so you have to sit down and talk. You, you shouldn't listen, of course you should listen to people, but a lot of people make money to making women, the 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 enemy of men and vice versa you're not enemy you're a unity yeah uh, uh, so so talk to you and and also so if it breaks down uh if you if you decide you want to be home make him pay for it you know your pension you can pay it privately so if he has a pension for for his job education when you're home you can study uh so we paid for that so she could get uh study when she was home so because when the kid sleeps you can study i like what you're saying there a lot and uh, i believe that you're completely right in first of all to have a proper discussion about this like communicate about this and i i uh, with my wife, I, I've held this conversation uh, many times over the years, which is what is our vision together as a couple? And when people think about vision, like where, where are we going as a couple? I believe many are thinking like, oh, we want uh, three kids. We want to have a house there and there. And I want to go to a holiday once and twice a year. And I want to live near my family. Mm -hmm. Very much outside. Like what, what do we want life to look at outside? But I believe a lot of couples, maybe 95% of couples forget to talk about is what is the vision for our dynamic? Like, how do we want to be with each other? How do we want our dynamic between us to be? 
And what I'm reading from you here is is exactly that. That yeah. No, uh, actually, uh, what we did right, me, my ex-wife, we did everything right with business, with money, property, everything. Well, pop, pop, pop. We forgot our relationship. Mm. That's why we divorced now. Maybe something else. But you know, we, she's my one of my best friends. Uh, if we could have worked out things together. Uh, better with our relation emotionally, too. not only you know practical, emotionally, heartly. So we could have done better. Would you say? I and I think we we all can there. I think that this is one of the the, um, the more. I mean, speaking of the evolution of relationships and and where it's all headed, if if we were thinking about it. What we've had a couple of different phases. If we begin from the post-industrialistic phase, we had the provider and the housewife relationship. And what we got there was uh, dependency on each other. So men very much into doing and working, not so much into feminine, like not uh, nurturing, no connection with children really, and not access to emotions. Other side, women uh, very much taking care of everything uh, in, in, with regards to nurturing children, no ability or not allowed even perhaps in culturally to to work so we have that situation so we were depending on each other to survive and what that caused was dependency but also a rather strong polarity uh, because the polarity play opposites uh, opposites it's what attracts so it's it's one of the things that i notice a lot in now in relationship work that we have created a society where we have blended everything a lot, uh, because of course after the fifties and the sixties came then the liberation journey, where women began working, going into careers, accessing their masculine energy, and then we had uh, men gradually beginning to connect with emotions, uh, stay-at-home dads, and all of that stuff. So we have now uh, trained ourselves to access more of ourselves. Thus, we've actually created independence. We can now, especially in Sweden, we can now actually thrive or be, at least survive, on our own. Because I can now be a person who works and is uh, takes care of my children and raises a family. But And that is, of course, great with independence. However, what it's also cost is a decrease in polarity. Because when everything is mixed between each other like this, then... With blend comes lack of polarity, which equals lack of sexual attraction. So we we do not we are not attracted to each other unless we are actually a bit different from each other. So what I'm seeing now, and it's a lot of the work that we we I'm noticing from in the space of personal development, and that some things that we're looking at in in Sculpt as well, our training is how can we. Now, with this understanding and connection to both our essences, how can we begin to, to polarize ourselves? And that doesn't mean that we go away from each other in that sense, but in the unity, like with, with a formed, a unified vision of who we are, how can we consciously create polarity? So in that way, those people with more feminine essence cultivate more of that energy and those with masculine cultivates more of that masculine. So I, and why I want to bring that all in is that I hear you say that your woman was, or your previous, your ex-wife was in uh, a masculine energy, very much so. And I'm curious to know how did that affect? Because I, I get a sense that did you then, did you then? No, it wasn't. She, she's she's got very much. She, she's also very. She's very beautiful too. She, she's really good. She's real. She's all. She's really really hot. So nothing that she, you can be all a lot of. I like. I am attracted to that type of woman. Yeah. I, because. Uh, and I, I find that dynamic. I like tough women, so it's not for me. It's not unattractive. I don't get. I like that. Uh, so it's, it's it's not it's not that I go. Oh no, I don't feel because then I have to be 
even more masculine. So I like that. Uh, could be that, or it could be also be that you have access to a lot of feminine. Yeah, I, yes, I have. Yeah, because that's the thing. If yeah. you have a strong feminine essence inside of you and can connect with the feminine essence, then you will be as a man attracted to a woman with a lot of masculine energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, 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 absolutely. I, I think I'm both. I, I'm, I'm very much, you know, the fighter warrior. Uh, you know, you know, tough. You know, I've been stabbed three times. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a tough guy. But I'm also, I, I, you know, I like poetry. <laughs> I like the opera. Your father was opera mm. singer, uh, so 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 I'm, I, I write books too. So I got a lot of connection, you know, with uh, with that. So so maybe it's my feminine side who likes. Uh, the, uh, so, but I am attracted to tough women. It's not uh, for me. It's not sexually negative. Of course not. Uh, so 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 no. Uh, what I think what happened is that we work too much. Mm. Uh, well, I have a lot of men, uh, uh, male friends, mm. who are uh, very attracted to the masculine energy. And they also have, some of them have a very much a connection to their feminine energy. Mm. They are, they, they prefer uh, the nurturing towards versus the typical uh, doing so this is the beauty of of playing with with energy and dynamics and and all of it and and you can as a couple the beautiful thing is you can choose you can interplay you can be dynamic as long as you begin to communicate like you said i, mean, I think there's a famous swedish book is popular music from virtula uh, it's northern, northern uh, about you know northern Swe northern Swedish. And that they have a saying is knapso. If you're tough enough, you can also do things that not, not that not so manly. <laughs> you know. Of course. And, you know, I, I, nobody can take away. I know. I, I did a lot of fights. You know, I I, I like to cook. <laughs> I love it. I cook all the meals when we were married. I love cooking. So. I, I'm a, I'm a very very you know I have connections with that type of, yeah. but you can both bo you can be both energies, of course and and also there's there's a lot of uh, it's it's a whole hidden area about uh, male emotions and and how that works and and coming back to this ancient uh, like the Native Americans uh, you know several tribes there when the boys are to be initiated into men. They usually go away from the tribe, yeah. so they're taken away from the tribe to spend time only with men from the tribe. And I, I, I remember reading about a tribe that has a, a process during this initiation rite where the elderly men sit together and they cry. They just sit together and cry and cry and cry for a week. So that's what they do. They teach the boys how to cry they, as part of their initiation rites. They sit together around the fire and cry and cry and cry. And they train the men, the boys into to this emotion, train them into crying because real men are have full access to all of their emotions and an ability to express those emotions. Again, things that have gotten lost. Yeah, but express, express when you should. Exactly. A man, man shouldn't cry for pain. You should cry for other things. Of course, you could cry, but you shouldn't cry for pain. You shouldn't cry. Uh, you can cry when you lost, but you should lose, but you shouldn't. You know. Does it have to be rules of uh, when you can cry or not? A little bit, I think. Yeah, please explore or elaborate. Don't cry for pain. Uh, why should you cry when you feel pain? Well, I think it's 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 a bit difficult to dictate my own emotional world. If I if I, I mean I I if I do feel a need to cry, uh, is am I not allowed then as a man to cry? Is that what you're what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Now for pain, you sh why should you cry if you break a leg? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you you open up for the for the weak energy. Oh, my son, he broke your, what's the name of this bone? Nickel Bennett. I'm not, not sure about the uh, the English word for yeah, it. Yeah, he broke that. Uh, um, he wasn't, he wasn't 17 years old or 15 or something. And he came home and it hurts. And I said, this is going to, you know, in Sweden and with the hospitals, take time. So don't cry. Okay. It, 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 don't cry. It's uh, And he wanted to cry. And I said, don't cry. 
uh, it's not going to make nothing better. You're going to open up for the weak energy. Suck it up. And we spent a lot of time in the hospital. He didn't cry. Uh, and, you know, uh, he didn't show pain. And he endured it. And it takes it with him all his life. He didn't cry. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm personally curious there because I, I have an opposite uh, viewpoint mm -hmm. on that. For me, for me, it's if I have an emotional experience inside of me and, and I'm being told don't cry, I think that could be one of the reasons why, why we as men have bottled up a lot of our, our experiences. You, you, you should cry when, when, you know, when somebody dies and or something, you should cry as a man. But for pain, it's got no it's got no uh, uh function you you being weak if 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 you if you stay in if you control your emotions it's going to hurt less of course uh, if you can't control it well cry but you know if you can control that you're going to be a stronger person when you come out of it I like that, and and I see where you're going with it, and uh, and I fully understand that. I can definitely see it as a as a point of direction to be able to become friends with pain, and rather think of pain as something that is. Uh, uh, I mean, your relationship towards pain, and how we have because life is all going to be all about. Life is very painful throughout our experience, so I'm all, almost getting like the the whole samurai. Um, ideology that make make pain and death your your closest ally and when you're experiencing if you notice that there's tension or possibility for conflict move into it and i i do see definitely what you're you're referring to there as a, he's, a, he's a fighter you know yeah you can't cry from pain <laughs> then you're gonna lose pain is your friend Pain is the friend, definitely. You, but if but if I am in a situation where I feel like I have to cry, whether whether I'm not, maybe I'm maturing as a boy into a man, and I have. And a of need. course, you don't tell your five year old son don't cry. Little bit, if if he, yeah. he scratches his finger, it's 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 all about a, a process. If he scratches his finger like a small kid, when my kid was small, he 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 fell down and he was crying because they cry. It's it's a it's a signal to come and help me, and 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 I said, does anything bleed? No. Is anything broken? No. Don't cry. But if he broke his rib, he could cry when he was five years old. But if you're if you're like fifteen, seventeen, you shouldn't cry. Or at least you should try not to cry. Cry. It's going to be, make you mentally harder because pain is going to come in your life. It's one of the third, certain things in life, pain. And if you're a fighter, pain is part of the game. Absolutely. And there I'm with you definitely about how... I would definitely want to strive towards that as well. Strive towards learning to establish a, a good relationship with pain and understand that pain per se is not actually dangerous. Pain it's, is just it's, pain. It's an elect electrical signal. Exactly. Exactly. I'm with you there completely. And that, 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 you know, we often, you know, for my, me and the people I train, we often do spar without protection and so on to feel the pain to be hard mm. it's the old school karate kikushikai with not the the, the protection yeah and then then you know you get it's good because if you saw purposely uh, every week for me not almost every day i put me in a situation where i feel pain yeah uh it gets me trained with pain then when it comes, when it always comes, it's going to come in your life. Then you're prepared because, oh, this is pain. I know this. So I'm going to jump in here. Can you hear me, Carl? Yes. Okay. So we actually got a clip that I'm going to try to show both for you and for the listeners. Just give me a second here.
Ja. Ja, Reflections. Also, the, the world is mad. That's my only reflection. Could you just uh, tell the audience uh, a little bit what you just saw? What was this? Definitely. So we, uh, what we saw and uh, witnessed was uh, a YouTube clip about a man who tried to wake, uh, break the um, world record for longest consecutive cry or longest cry. And uh, he went for it and managed to go for about six hours straight. But uh, the Guinness World Record didn't acknowledge the the um, the record as a possible record because it's no way of uh, identifying whether it's. I was afraid. <laughs> That's crazy. But on crying again, we during all of our history, we told our kids stop crying. I'm just gonna add one final thing. We're gonna we're gonna put the the link to the clip in the in the text to the podcast. Yeah, great. No, but all in in all history, we told our kids stop crying. Uh, sometimes some things are good. I think I think if you have like hundred thousand years of experience, okay, cry when something's broken, but you know. Learn not to cry. It's good. Because that's the problem with our societies. It's full of crybabies. You 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 have you grown up with with parents saying it's okay to cry. So take sometimes to cry, but mostly as a kid, it's not okay to cry. It's not that I'm that I'm a, that I'm a hard uh, hard motherfucker who, who torture my, my children. It's learning them how to to cope with society because a person who always cries is a person nobody gonna like nobody likes a crybaby i like what you're saying there as well and i believe that we are on the verge of um evolving ourselves like being emotional and expressing there's a difference between between expressing your uh, sadness through crying versus feeling the sadness inside of us versus suppressing the crying inside of us or the sadness inside of us. And I believe that it's been and also something that has been um, expanded upon in the world of personal development is um, to learn how to cry. And Whereas as crying is a nice release to have, it is a healing effect to, to let out your sadness. I believe that we're going to be maturing gradually into a species or a, a mankind which is able to feel the sadness and hold it inside of us and process it inside of us rather than crying it out all the time. So crying is expressive. And then, of course, the opposite side of that is, of course, to completely suppress the feeling, which is definitely not healthy. If yeah. you have sadness inside of you, then then to not allow for that feeling to go through you is something that is, I believe, perhaps at where we are in a stage with men right now, possibly a big evolutionary step to take to just learn to process those feelings and allow yourself to feel sadness yeah, it's okay to feel sad but it's different between sad and pain absolutely it's too different absolutely i uh i fully agree with you so so oh, and of course i'm not a fascist bastard of, of, of course you're going to cry but you should try not to cry it's going to make you harder and sometimes it's good to be hard. Sometimes it's good to be hard. I uh, I believe we're good because sometimes life is hard. Yeah, I uh, we're gradually moving towards uh, rounding up this uh, this episode, and I'm very uh, I'm very grateful for for the different topics we have covered. We started somewhere deeply into the world of the warrior energy. Mm -hmm. We went through your your uh, your your own personal journey there. 
as well as your journey uh, with your entrepreneurship and we just continue talking about the lover energy and uh, really experience and really excited about listening into your your own upbringing and uh, Italian culture and how some of those learnings there and how they work as a unity in a, in a group and a family structure are things that we here in Sweden and I'm sure in many parts of the world can learn a lot from. I'm also excited about our last uh, conversation here where we went to, uh, to talk more about what the whole idea of masculine and feminine and a unity and I love how you uh, shared how you believe that just communication about this is key and the essence. And I believe I fully agree with you there. Also really appreciate this thing in the end, finally building up some, some actual tension, some discussion. Can we cry? Can we not try? And, and I definitely value your standpoint there. And I see what you're, you're, uh, uh, see what you say too. Yeah. And I, uh, I just want to finish it off really with, with, uh, having a bit of a checkout and, and where are you after this conversation and are the things that you will bring with you from, from this episode? I think, I think, uh, cause always when you talk about this subject, you know, it's, it's actually good talking about them because you don't always do. Maybe you and me who, who works a bit with this thing, we talk a lot more than normal men, uh, but men talk about feelings too, but not in the way women do. Uh, so, you know, I, I still have my old boxing friends and uh, we talk about feelings and relation, but in our way. So, so what I take with me, it's like, like, it's always good seeing different archetypes of men and listen to their experience of life. And that's how you get smarter. Uh, that's how you develop as a person to listen to other people and don't be dogmatic in what you think. Thank you for that rounding up. And, and I feel the same way. And, and as, as part of the purpose of this pod, it's really this to, to build a conversation, to create uh, co-creation, co-learning from each other and, and constructing a world where men can work together, men of different kinds, different sorts, so that we can together shape and, 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 and actually build concrete tools of what it means to be a man today, a modern man and, and how really where we can cherish our differences together so with that i just want to say a big thank you thank you and uh, hoping to see you soon again you will